the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and God Amen Today is the fourth Sunday of the month of Misra, the last or the twelfth month of the, the Coptic year but the Coptic year is 13 months 12 regular 30 days months and the last month is 5 days or 6 days depend, depending on if it is a leap year or a, a regular year so this is the last Sunday of the 12th month and then we have another Sunday in the, 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 the short month of we call Nasi so because it is the end of the, the Coptic year we listen to the church telling us about the end times and to understand the context on, of, on which this passage was said the, the two verses that were stated before this long passage and by the way this is a very famous passage this is Mark 13 what we've just heard today is Mark 13 we, seen this, we, we see we find the same uh, talk about the, the end times in Matthew 24 and in Luke 21 so before the passage that has been just read the, the, Jesus was talking to his disciples now then as he went out of the temple one of his disciples said to him teacher see what manner of stones and what buildings are here so the, the, the disciples were fascinated by the building the building of, of the temple uh, teacher see what manner of stones and what buildings are here and Jesus answered and said to him do you see these great buildings not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down so you see these great building marvelous stones marvelous building neither one stone will stand it's going to be destroyed so then came the, the question which, by which the passage of today began now as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John and Andrew asked him privately tell us when will these things be? so they asked him do you think that this temple would be destroyed? so when this might happen? and then they asked another question and what will be the sign when all these things will be fulfilled? and what are the signs? and Jesus answering them began to say take heed and he started to tell them about the signs I want to make a, just a quick note to understand that this passage it's not an easy passage however Jesus answered their question about the destruction of the temple which took place about 40 years after the, the death of Jesus Christ you know that the temple was destroyed by the Romans by Titus the, the military leader in 70 AD and Jesus lived until 33 AD around that so after 40 years the temple was destroyed but Jesus when he answered the question of when these things will be 
He also touched on the end times, the end of the world. So why did he mix both events? Because he used the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple as an example, a tiny example, a miniature example of the, the, the end times, the tribulation that the Jews went through at the, at, when, at the destruction of their temple is, is like an analogy or a tiny example of what's going to happen at the end times. I don't want to elaborate more on that and because this is a, a style that has been used in, in the Bible. In the Old Testament, for example, when the prophecies and the prophets were talking about the return of the Israelites from the exile, they used this redemption as an example of the redemption of Jesus Christ. That's why the prophets, when they talked about the return of Jesus Christ, of the Israelites from, from Babylon to Jerusalem, they used this as an example of the great redemption of Jesus Christ for His people, for the whole world. Is that clear? I don't think. Clear? Clear or not? Or shall we? Okay. So, Jesus used the destruction of the temple as an opportunity, as an example of what's going to happen at the end times. Okay? Because of that, after he talked about the end times, he gave us a message. What was his message? It was repeated four times. What the word that was repeated four times, and this is what, this is the advice Jesus gave us when we think of that. Hmm? Watch. Take heed and watch. Watch. This is what I'm going to talk about today. Watch. I mean, again, as I said, it was said four times at least. Verse 9, But watch out for yourselves, for they will deliver you up to councils, and you will be beaten in the synagogues. You will be brought before rulers and kings for my sake, for a testimony. Verse 33, Take heed, watch and pray. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. Verse 35, Watch therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming, in the evening at midnight, at the, in the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. And the last verse of the chapter, And what I say to you, I say to all. Watch. Watch. So, I'm going to talk about how can we watch. And I thought of five things. And I found another, a nice acronym for them, for these five things. Apple. That's, that's how it, it came out. So Apple. So A-P-P-L-E. The first one, E. To watch, we need to remember that we are accountable. The first E is accountability. Our life is not our own. Our life is not our own. Before going through this acronym, these five points, to understand the meaning of watch or how can we apply 
the idea of watching out for ourselves. I want to make sure that when we think of the end times, how do we receive this idea? Usually. Hmm. Fear. 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 We get scared. We get scared. I remember in my life I, I, I know of at least three dates people said this is a definite day for the end times. And I, I'm sure that some of the people who lived in Egypt that time, for the April 4th, 1984, I don't know why, but they said, and it was Wednesday, and in Arabic, so they said, this is the end times. I remember where I was, and because it was a big, a big thing, people were thinking, what should we do? And they, the rich people went to the priest and asked them, should we continue work or should we leave our works and dedicate ourselves, ourselves for prayers? I remember people were saying 1997, I remember there was a book that came out from one of the bishops of the church and it, it said it's going to be 2001. So how do we receive these news? Fear. Fear. And anxiety. Or Indifference. Indifference. Fear and anxiety or indifference. And sometimes the indifference because of the fear. Because I don't want to bear the fear anymore. I'm going to say, that doesn't matter. What's going to happen is going to happen. Or there is people indifferent. They don't care about that. They care about this earth. Their, their life in, on this earth. So that's how we react to the talk of, of end times. And because of fear, you might think, okay, I need to do a lot of stuff, and I need to be stressed out. I'm not trying to push you like that. What I'm trying to say is, with all the, the things that I'm going to try to give them as application of how to watch out for ourselves, I want you to remember with each one of these five points, that we rely on Him. If the end times is tomorrow, is next year, it's for me next year, because the world might stay for one more thousand years. But if I'm, in my life I was asked to leave this earth tomorrow, how should I'm gonna be, how, I'm, how ready I will be? This is not to scare you, but this is to rely on God. I think we will be asked not just to be for our sins before God, but I think we will be asked more. Why didn't you ask for help? Why didn't you ask for help? I mean, if someone died because of a disease that we have some kind of vaccine for, or vaccination for, the person is responsible for his death. Because the vaccine is there, he didn't take it. If someone, if someone has cancer, the cancer is a lethal or, or a deadly disease. So, no one, not, not, we don't have cure for all kinds of cancers. However, if another disease 
which, which might be deadly if you didn't take the medication. And you didn't seek the medication, you didn't seek medical intervention, you are responsible for your death. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen when we stand before God. We will be more asked not of what sins did we commit. I think we will be more asked, why didn't you ask for my grace? Why didn't you ask for my help? Why didn't you ask for my forgiveness? Why didn't you ask for, for my transformation in your life? So, when I'm going to talk about the five things, I want you to remember that each one of them, yes, it's a responsibility that is upon me. However, if I feel it is not easy, this should be a reason to ask for his help. I think that's, so, so the end times, remember that we are leaving this earth, is not something to receive with fear and anxiety or indifference. It is something that we need to take seriously with the grace of God, by the grace of God, with the help of God. So the first things again, the first thing is accountability. We are accountable. Our life is not our own, it's a gift. That's why Jesus on this passage also, toward the end of it, he gave like a, an example or a parable. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. So, and he's going to come back and see what did you do with the assignments you were left with? Were you faithful? Were you faithful? That's why the faithful servants will hear that voice full of joy. Oh, you good and faithful servant, get into the joy of your master. You will be given the much for the little you did. So we are accountable. Remember that. Our life is not our own. We are not living to go through the motion or through a certain cycle that ends with that. No. We are given life to live. Life is a choice. Remember Deuteronomy. The last words that Moses told this to his people. I said before you, life and death, choose life to live. Choose life. Life is a choice. And death is a choice. Death, judgment, condemnation is a choice. We were, we were studying last Friday the, the Gospel of St. John and we were saying, what is condemnation according to St. John? He said condemnation is that the people choose darkness, to live in darkness. This is, so judgment, condemnation is a choice we make if I lived in darkness. The light came to the world and people love darkness. The people choose darkness. I don't think we shouldn't, we can be dumb to make such a bad choice. We should be wise to make the right choice and the good choice of life. Life. So, number one, accountability. Number two, pray. Okay, I'm accountable. And accountability means responsibility. Responsibility means a burden. We like, for example, Everyone wants to be a manager in a job, right? We love the title manager, uh, the CEO, CFO, CIO, right? 
or the, need the, the chief and the officer. You can change the executive, financial, whatever. But you like those CNO, the chief and the officer. The big guy making the, the big money. But this, the, the people are giving that title to someone. Not for him to enjoy the privilege of the title, but to take the responsibility of the job, of the leadership. Yes, he has privileges, but this is not just for him to enjoy, but to take the responsibility. So responsibility is not something easy. We love to be in the high position of the, the, the organization charge of the company, but we don't want to take the responsibility and the burden and the stress. So, the same here. When we think of accountability, we get stressed out. What should we do? We should ask him. Pray. He told us, you, didn't, you ask and you will be given. Seek and you will have. You didn't ask me. Till now. And Jesus said it with, with a tone of blame. You didn't ask. Till now, you didn't ask. Ask and you will be given. Ask and seek. That's why the second thing to watch is to pray. So accountability. Second thing is pray. Number three. Prepare yourself. And I think pray and prepare yourself are kind of, kind of uh, close to each other. I think prepare yourself is, is maybe broader than, than pray. Because one way to be prepared is to pray. But also... To hold the whole armor of God. We are in a warfare. We are, we are in a fight. We, we struggle. But we have a whole armor of God. We have the word of God. We have the, the, the helmet of salvation. We have the, 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 the sword of the spirit. We have a whole armor. Did you put it? If you are going, if you are getting, if you are going to play football. I, I see, I've never played for, I don't even understand the rules of the game. But I can see the people, I'm fascinated with all the, the, the shield the, the player are putting in. They, they need to be ready. It's a tough game. It's a regressive one. Do you see when the, all the players are on top of each other? Right? It's a tough game. I mean, and with all these shields, they, they are prone to be injured. I think I've heard one player, you know more, one player was in, I had how many concussions or something, right? Have you heard of that? I, I think I read something like that. So, I mean, if someone is going to get to that game, that tough, that aggressive game, without being prepared, without putting the, the whole armor on the game, I mean, if he's injured, if he didn't play well, if he, if he went out of the field because he was injured after one minute, he, didn't, he wasn't ready. And in, in the actual life, they will not allow him even. But we are allowed to be in this life. And God asked, said, it's your choice. I'm, I'm ready to give you the whole armor of God. Put it on. Put it on. So prepare yourself. So again, each one of those, yes, it's a responsibility. However, we don't take it on our own. We take it by His grace, by His help. So uh, this is not a matter of scaring you. 
or to feel I mean you panic and you say I don't care no it is that he is there he is willing for your salvation he wants your salvation he considered you his child his son and his daughter and he wants you to be with him he is the one who wants you to be with him he is the one who came and died for you to be with him then take it seriously four so A A accountability B pray three prepare yourself number four you know the one of the seven habits of Stephen Covey begin with the, with the end in mind I think live with the end in mind live with the end in mind and by the way people would say if I live with the end in mind means it might mean that I cannot take care of my daily activities as usual so if I live because and I have in mind that I'm gonna uh, leave this world so why do I do many of the things I'm doing and the answer is you do them because work is something sacred if you are doing it you are using your talents for the sake of helping others for being faithful before God being honest be, being a witness so you can do all things like everyone else but you do them from a different perspective of how to be faithful how to be honest before God so live with the end in mind by the way we live with the end in mind I mean who are the freshmen in high school freshmen did you tell you that you need to take care of your GPA right because whatever you're going to get on the GPA you will not be able to change it later on right have you heard this okay freshman college begin with the end in mind if you're going to apply if you're doing let's say science whatever biology because you're going to apply for a medical school you know most of the Egyptians are, are going to be doctors as you may know so the, the, they think of we need to do well because when we apply for the medical school it's very competitive right so we always begin with end in mind but when it comes to our life our eternal life ah, we don't know we, we, we don't want to think about it so everything we begin with the end in mind we ask about the field we're going to work on because how, what potential it has to have a good career and a good future and, and finding jobs but when it comes to our eternal life sometimes we don't think that way which is more important which is more eternal which is more enduring which is more continuous so live with the end in mind and I think this is what a very important point when, when Jesus said watch watch because you don't know what is the hour and by the way he said even about himself and that's, that's something I need to comment on because this is a big question Jesus said the, the, the end day the, the last day the, the, the end times no one knows about them neither the angel of, of the, the, the heaven nor the son but only the father you might say how the son wouldn't know the, the day 
And doesn't that mean that Jesus is not God? No, He is God. But He came as a human being and He's talking from His human perspective as someone holding our nature. He said, I don't know. But He's the one who is going to come and He knows. Well, and another interpretation of this verse, which the, the, many of the church fathers uh, uh, mentioned, they said, because it, it doesn't fall in the, the plan of salvation. The plan of salvation will not be affected to know when the end time will be. Whether it's going to be 2020, 3,327, 3, it doesn't matter. What matters is you have a calling to heaven. Your citizenship is in heaven. So, so live with the end in mind. The last one, examine yourself. Examine yourself. Again, the GPA, the, the, the analogy of the GPA, they do many tests, exams, quizzes, uh, assignments, and that's how you, you have a long list of grades. This is what makes a number which tells how good you are doing. It's a number out of four, the, the GPA. So, and this all, all, all these things are examination. And if you didn't do well in this, okay, that's fine. There is another quiz. There is another test. You can, if you, you didn't, well, didn't do well on this one, you can do well in, on the other. Examine yourself. And again, examine yourself doesn't mean you feel down. And you, you see yourself bad and you score yourself and you have a good feeling. None of that. Examine yourself means, yes, I did. I, I, I messed up. I didn't do well. I committed a sin. I'm going to confess. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I'm going to try to fix that. I'm going to pray for God to change my heart and change me. So examine yourself continuously. I hope you remember these things. So uh, Apple, Aerie? Live with the mind. Examine yourself. All of that in light of God's grace and God's help and God's willingness for us to be with Him and glory be to God forever.